Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, boys and girls, to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt, your hostess without the mostest, unless my co-hostess, Mysterious Mike Talent, is sitting next to me. Mike, how are you? Doing good, Matt. Doing good. So, Mike, what do you think? I think that's just the intro I'm going to stick with. I'm just going to stick with Welcome Boys and Girls, because that is now two or three times I've said in a row, including our surprise bonus episode, episode number 290 from Friday, where I talked with the director of the Prescott Film Festival, Helen Stevenson, and Mr. Diarrhea Mouth himself of the Mile High Show, Matt Santos. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt, I think that's a great intro. Um, I'm trying to think of what I'll do for uh, Harvest Horror Fest, but... I don't know, is like ghouls and goblins or whatever, they're not gender, right? So what do I do? What about gender neutral? I mean, would be that like, that be like a hobbit? But hobbits have genders, and hobbits aren't scary. So would it be like a troll? But you can have boy and girl trolls. I learned that with the ones in uh, high school, you know, the ones with the long hair and they were naked all the time. Yeah, yeah. What, what about the orcs? Are like, they always seem like they're men. Like, are there female orcs? No, I think there are female orcs. So maybe that's the way you go, Mike. You can go with orcs. Or maybe just go with serial killers because anybody can be a serial killer. Oh, that's true. Okay. All right, Matt. Well, I guess back to it. Okay, all right, all right. We got to figure it out. So there's a little teaser of what's coming up for our next podcast after this one. But right now we are here to talk episode 291. Yes, 291. We still have to figure out what we're doing for episode 300 on our giveaway, but we are doing a big giveaway, and it is coming up fast, Michael. But uh, we're talking about the movie that we uh, missed out on opening weekend, but I think it was fine because it's still doing gangbusters as far as I know, and that is The Woman King. Mike, uh, why don't you go ahead and give us the breakdown? All right, Matt. Yeah, The the Woman King was directed by Gina Price-Blythewood. And the, it's written by Dana Stevens and Maria Bello. And it's starring Viola Deus, Tsusu, to Oh, man. I'm All right, everybody, that's at least two drinks, maybe more. Because Mike can't get the first or last name right. Tusu Mumbai, Lashana Lynch, and uh, uh, Sheila Adam. Whew. All right, and... Uh, a historical epic inspired by true events that took place in the kingdom of Dahomey, one of the most powerful states of Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries. Okay, Mike. So before we get too ahead of ourselves, you did good. You did good, Mike. You got everyone else. You just got that one. And I sat there and tried to pronounce it too. And I'm not going to try because then our listeners will have to take more drinks. And I want them to be somewhat sober for this next one because, Mike, we have a giveaway. Another giveaway. All right, man. Another giveaway. What are we giving away this time? So, Mike, this movie just came out last week in Canada, and I think it's going direct to streaming here. I think it's only on Redbox. I think Redbox is a part of the um, production on this. Yes, that's right. And so we're giving away uh, rental codes for it. It is a film starring Mr. Mel Gibson and, oh, actually, you know what? I, I take that back. I don't think it's starring him. It doesn't look like it in the trailers. It looks like it's mostly starring uh, Josh uh, Dumel, 
and you, you would recognize Josh Demel, Mike. He's um, he's been a bunch of stuff. Uh, let me see. There's um, yeah, he was in Transformers. Transformers wasn't he? Is probably like his biggest thing. He was he was huge in Transformers. He was in a Buddy Games. They're doing a Buddy Games two. Uh, he was in uh the Mighty Ducks uh TV show, uh the Blade Runner Black Lotus TV show. He does a lot of stuff. Everybody knows who he is, but it's starring Josh Demel and Alicia Cuthbert, and I think I guess we could say it's starring Mel Gibson because he is on the poster. But I think he's more of a side character. He's like he's like the boss. At least that's what it looks like in the trailer. But uh, movies Bandit Mike. Uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but uh, what should our listeners do to be entered into our drawing to win a copy of one of these digital rentals? Oh, uh, Matt, that's pretty easy. Let's just uh, have them tell us our their favorite uh, Mel Gibson movie. Didn't we do that before on one of his one of our other Mel Gibson giveaways? So maybe, but I mean, it's fine. Oh, how about our favorite Mel Gibson movie since the year 2001? How's that? <laughs> all right since the year 2001 go i don't know i'm just trying to change it up a little bit there mike just change it up a little bit so anyways all right let me get to the business so we can continue on with the pod after escaping prison a charming criminal assumes a new identity and robs 59 banks and jewelry stores while being hunted by police based on a true story see josh demel alicia cuthbert and Mel Gibson in the all-new movie Bandit. Own it or rent it on digital now. And again, that's from our friends over at Paramount. I don't know if they had a, a hand in this, but I think they did a little bit. It's probably one of their smaller studios. But uh, I know Redbox is, and Redbox is the one that has given us the code. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Tell us your favorite Mel Gibson movie from t- the year 2001 and newer. And uh, yeah, so... Uh, Back to the podcast where we chat about the Woman King. Mike, ready, set, first impressions. Um, I kind of thought this movie was going to be like a female 300. And it was, I guess, in some ways, but it wasn't in a lot of other ways. And I really liked it. So I can see how the relationship to 300, because it is a brutal hand-to-hand combat film which i will get into a little bit more later as one of my things that i wasn't super keen about but um overall i think this movie was awesome i I think it's well worth a watch uh i think if you can go see it in the theaters i think it's well worth it i think it was really good viola davis is absolutely incredible like she always is i mean she just is she's she knows what she's good at and she exploits it and she's awesome but uh, the one that I will say is kind of a breakout a little bit, at least for me in this movie, is uh, Lashana Lynch. She was, wow. She did such a good job as kind of like the mentor, kind of like training leader of of the uh, uh, elite soldiers. Um, I don't know if she had like a title or anything, but she really kind of like connected. She was more of like almost like a mothering figure in a way. Yeah. I don't know if she had a title like... Because Viola Davis' character was like a general, but they never said, like, I guess the lieutenants, they never said, like, their ranks, really, or, like, I, I don't I, th- I don't think they had formal ranks. Other than the general. But she clearly was, like, the one that, like, helped teach more. And then also uh, Sheila Adam. 
she also helped teach quite a bit as well, but she was almost more of like um, Violet Davis's character's like uh, advisor and medicine woman. But she also had a hand in like training the the young soldiers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. Um, she did seem like kind of a, a an advisor and a, a uh, more of a spiritual type person who was able to help through the dark times. You're not you're not talking much, Mike. You're not talking much. Are you looking up the MCU tie-in? No, 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 <laughs> no. I know who the MCU tie-in Matt is. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Like, so this this movie was, I, I don't know. It was it was. Uh, I thought it was more gonna be a lot of like violence, and it and it was. I mean, there's there's lots of fighting, but it ended up being more of a story about relationships and family and. Um, I guess just all the stuff that, you know, makes good movies. And so this was a great movie. No, I agree. I I thought it was, I don't want to say that there wasn't enough hand-to-hand combat, like fighting, battling. I would have liked to have seen some more. Um, I guess I can go ahead and spoil it a little bit. I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but not a spoiler. Um, I don't know if you found it very curious, Mike, but, uh, the battle scenes where they're blatantly just hitting each other and there it's hand-to-hand combat. There's some, you know, black powder guns here and there, but it's mostly hand-to-hand combat. There's no like gore. There's no one losing limbs. There's no blood. There's no like nothing in any of the hand-to-hand combat scenes. And then during the training, there's some seriously gruesome, like graphic parts, but yet they don't show any graphic parts in the fighting, which just was strange to me. Oh, you know, I don't know if I caught that, man, but that is strange. So, okay, here's my example. There's a scene where they're going through their testing, and the first obstacle they do is uh, the thorn bushes. And those aren't thorns. Those are freaking, like, toothpicks that are going in them. And it shows you later, it shows them going in to all the different girls, and then it shows them later, them pulling them out, and it's just like, ugh. You know, that was pretty gruesome in my book. But the opening battle scene, you don't see literally anyone get like hacked up, cut, nothing. Even when I think um, Naniska, Viola Davis's character, like beheads someone, you just see her like swing and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right about that. I mean, you do see the um, results of that later. Right. Right. But, but what I'm saying is, you know, again, here we go. 300, Braveheart, stuff like that. Um, it's full on like gruesome battle limbs flying off blood everywhere people screaming it, this just didn't have that i and that's clearly a uh directorial choice which is fine i don't have a problem with that it, it just was kind of strange to me okay yeah yeah um i guess i guess it didn't bother me cuz you still got the idea that everybody's fighting and it was bloody and it was it was i guess it was just implied yeah, but I just want to see these women kick some more ass. I guess that's what it was for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Can't argue with that, man. But no, this movie was the complete package for me for the most part. Um, I'll get into it in spoilers here real soon when Mike does his job. I, I walked out of the theater with one rating. Uh, I sat down and uh, did a little research on the historical facts of what this movie really is based on. And uh, I regret to say that my rating did come down a little bit because I we've talked about it many times. We really try not to read reviews. We really try not to 
read the Twitterverse or any of that shit when it comes to films that we, we review. And this movie has a ton of controversy surrounding it. I knew about it. I didn't know the controversy going in. That's why I waited until after I saw the movie. And I didn't look up the controversy. I looked up the actual historical facts. And I understand the controversy now. And it did affect my rating a little bit. Not a ton, just a little bit. But it is an amazing film. So, anyways, all right, Mike, go ahead, wake up, do your job. Okay, Matt. All right, uh, so what are you drinking this fine morning, evening, afternoon? <sighs> Mike, I'm just drinking a lowly Michelob Ultra. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I am, you know, starting to get the feeling that it's fall, so, uh, and the beer store is full of pumpkin beer, so it's time, Matt. It's time to do it. Dude, I thought so you were I, only allowed to drink pumpkin beers during the Harvest Horror Fest. Oh, well, I, well, I guess I violated my own rule. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, um, pumpkin spice latte from Left Hand Brewing, uh, was what I had today, and it was fantastic. A PSL beer. Wow, your man card just dropped. Oh, I love it. At least two or three points. You're a big fan of the PSL, huh? Oh, yeah, man. It's great. Do you get a PSL coffee every morning, too? Yeah, dude. When I feel like spending 10 bucks on a coffee, that's what I do. 10 bucks? Clearly, you haven't been to Prescott in a while. It's like 15. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and that's that's for the small? No, I don't know. I don't go to Starbucks or any of those other coffee places. I make it at home, and I get the good old-fashioned Folgers. Pumpkin spice Folgers? I don't even know if they make that. No, it's I don't know, the one dude. In, they probably do. It used to be a metal can, which was actually a lot more environmentally friendly. Now they're plastic jugs, and it just says Folgers, and that's it. Well, I bet they have a pumpkin spice. They've got to. Everybody has one, so I wouldn't suspect they wouldn't have one, you know. Yeah, man. Even Payway has pumpkin spice Chinese donuts. That doesn't make any sense. What? Payway. The the, the place it's like fast food PF Chang's. Oh, I know what a Payway is. I like I like myself some Payway. But they have they ha- pumpkin spice donuts at Payway. Yeah, right now. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> well, I guess you can't have pumpkin spice sushi. That probably would be good. Or pumpkin spice chicken instead of teriyaki chicken or whatever. I think you could have pumpkin spice chicken. Ugh. Uh-oh. He got the book. He's anxiously awaiting me. I better stop jabbering. What is this week's just awful dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. Why couldn't the underage angle get a loan? The underage what? Angle. Angle. Like angle like geometry angle? Yeah, yeah. Angle like geometry. Well, if I meet an angle that is conscious, then it should be doing its math for me. His parents wouldn't cosign. You're such a nerd. <laughs> hey, this is the Real Film Nerds Podcast. There you go. We're living up to our name. I thought it was fun. <laughs> oh, Mike. That's ridiculous. Okay, here we oh, go. I know. Here we go. One of the most important questions ever of your life. How does the woman king relate 
to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so Matt, this one wasn't too hard and that was exciting for me. Uh, Lashana Lynch was also in, uh, Captain, uh, Marvel as, uh, character Marie Rambo. Oh yeah. She's a, she's a big character in the comic book world. Not so much in the movie. Yeah. So, uh, that was, that was nice. Uh, sometimes uh, it's it's a lot harder to find them, but that that was nice on this one. So cool, good job on picking this one, Matt. And then how does it relate to the Star Wars universe, John Boyega? And then how does it relate to the DC universe, Viola Davis? So see, there we go. We knocked three out, Mike. Yeah, all all the all the different uh, comic book uh, things all at once. Boom. Well, Star Wars is a comic book, but I wouldn't call it a comic book thing. Okay. All right correction sorry now dc yes but star wars does have a comic book and the comic book came out after the films ah that makes sense so anyways all right onward and upward into the spoiler territory uh michael i will let you go first since you're not really talking and i'm just sitting here jabbering on and on like i did on episode number 290 so spoil away kind sir well, Matt, uh, for this movie, I, I really like the uh, character um, played by Tuhusu Mumbe uh, Nawi. Uh, I really liked that a lot of the movie was about Nawi's uh, training and, and growing up in this, uh, I don't know, I forget what their name is, the the Warriors. What What is their name? They, they have like a name. Well... The defenders of uh, the king of Dahomey. Um, and no, it's not. It wasn't Okoye. It was um. It started with an O. Hey, it's okay. Um, uh, I didn't. You know, I I thought, like I said, I thought this movie would be kind of more like three hundred with just like a lot of fighting and and some story and stuff, but uh, not as much. Like this one had a little bit more of the. Of the feels, Matt. It had like, you know, uh, some characters that had some hardships and and family problems and and um, yeah, it was just I don't know, man. It was it was a lot. There's more depth to what was going on in the characters, and uh, it, I think it worked well on the big screen. Um, it was even kind of cool to see the. Uh, kind of like this romance relationship with this guy visiting from uh was he portugal or because he, he spoke portuguese right he spoke but, portuguese but they don't really disclose i think where he's from but it's either portugal or brazil because i think those are the two main places where they speak portuguese yeah and i know uh Portugal was huge with the um, the the navy and the the trade of of slaves and, and all yeah, that. It so, probably was, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, but it, that that was cool. I didn't know that part was in the movie, and I, I don't know. I I felt like that really kind of weaved together a bunch of um, uh, different characters and storylines. I liked it, man. Um, so they're the uh, Agoji. Agoji, yeah. Yeah. Okay. A G O J I E. Agoji. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, I also liked kind of the um, buildup of like Viola Davis's arch nemesis um, character. Uh, was it Obi Aid or I don't I don't know how he he uh, I liked how his character like how he kept showing up and like. It wasn't just like they meet and beat each other or whatever. It was like a continual like battle back and forth. I like that. That was kind of, uh, I don't know. It uh, showed you how they were both really good, I guess. You know, like they're both really good warriors and tough to beat. I concur with most of it, Mike. Um, I liked a lot of what was going on. I liked the uh, acting. I think the... Following the story of, I don't want to spoil who she is, but uh, Nawi, I thought it was it made it a little bit more personal, a little bit more relatable. Um, it's kind of interesting how in this culture, if you don't take a husband, they just kind of drop you off at the palace and say, here you go. And I guess from in real life, if they don't make it as one of the warriors, they take them out and just like behead them and just get rid of them. Oh man, so it is kind of like three hundred. Kind of, yeah. If if you don't cut it, then there's no place for you in our society, and we just take care of you. But um, so I I guess I can start getting into the controversy surrounding it since we are in spoilers, and it'll probably be a nice long discussion or topic. But uh, so the woman king, the tribe, the Dahomey, they make it seem like in the film that they are not okay with the slave trade, and they don't agree with the slaves people being sold into slavery to white people or slavers or whatever, because not all of them were white, obviously, as you see in the film. But um, in reality, the reason why the Dahomey people were as big and as powerful as they were and why they were warriors, or one of the reasons why they were warriors, is they would go and attack other tribes just to steal people to sell into slavery to make money. Which uh, they they lend to that in, in the movie. They're saying, like, but they, they're kind of saying that they need to change their ways. Yeah, they don't really openly talk about it. The other tribe with Viola Davis's um, uh, adversary, they blatantly do it. Like, it shows them selling the slaves, doing all that stuff. The Dahomey were doing the exact same thing, if not worse. And the reason why they got so big and powerful is because they were a warrior society, and they could go and attack these other tribes and take them over. Well, I mean... They, they, I don't know. They, they talked about it once in their little round table thing, um, meeting of the council, I guess, or whatever. And, uh, yeah, the, but other than that, they didn't really talk about it. Right. And that's, that's one of the things that's the controversy surrounding it, especially towards the end when they're saying, you know, we shouldn't be doing this or we're not doing this. We're going to go free them. And they free all the slaves at the end or the people that are in transition to being slaves. Because people are like, no, they wouldn't have done that in reality. And so my argument against it, though, is this. This is not a documentary. This is a movie. This is fiction. This is not real life. This is a made-up story. I don't think the story of um, Naniska is real. It might be based on a lot of other stories put together to create this one person, this one character. I don't think that story is real at all. It just has different tastes of being real. So they have creative license to do whatever they want. And so the people that are pissed off and upset at this film for doing all of those things, I, 
I say it's unjust because it's not a biographical film. But on the other side, people that don't know better, like me and you, Mike, that aren't going to sit down and look up the historical facts and look up things like that, it is a little bit misleading. So that's why, you know, I dropped it down a little bit after researching it and, you know, things like that. I still love this movie. I think this is a very good movie. I think it's well worth a watch. I think it was very successful. I think the story is amazing. I think the acting was very, very good, even from our boy, John Boyega. <laughs> I think all yeah. around it was really good. Yeah, man. He, he His character had it the worst, man. He had like seven wives. Yeah. Dude, that's horrible. I, I can't even get one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was just, uh, I, I don't know. It was, it was a good movie. And, and Matt, you know, I, you're right. It's it's not a it's not a, a documentary, uh, it's 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 a fiction. So it's you know close-ish. Yeah, but they're not touting it. They're not saying it's based on a true story. You know, they're just saying it's a story. Oh yeah, no, they didn't even say based on a true story. No, often when they mean, I mean, shoot, they said Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on a true story, and it's like so loosely based on a true story that it's like. It's hard to believe. Right. It's not inspired by a true story, nothing. It's just a story. And I think it's a very, very good story. I mean, honestly, this is the complete package for me. It's really good acting. Uh, the costuming was very, very good. The sets are very good. The only thing that I have to say is a little lackluster was the uh, cinematography. It's not bad. It's just nothing special. It's just it's just good. It's okay. It does the job. It It's not creative at all. It just kind of is what it is. And then uh, the battle scenes, that was the other issue I had because they're kind of just all over the place, not really showing like what's really going on. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I concur with that, man. But yeah, the the sets and the, and the costuming was really good. I, oh, yeah. I thought it was, it was cool. Yeah. Like whether it's completely accurate or not, I guess it doesn't matter, but it was just cool. Like it looked really good. No, I thought they did a, a really, really good job. And like I said, breakout stars, man. Uh, Lashana Lynch, just really, really good. You know, Viola Davis, we expected her to be just absolutely awesome. And then uh, the young actress, I'm not going to say her name, that played uh, Nawi, she did a very, very good job too. Yeah, because I feel like half the movie is about her character's arch Nawi's. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, it starts out with a battle and introducing who these warriors are and the kind of reverence they get. I mean, like, the public isn't even supposed to look at them. They're just supposed to, like, that's how, like, badass they are. They're not even supposed to look at them. And they don't have training barracks. They train at the palace. They surround the palace. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And so then it goes into Nawi's training, and then it starts blossoming into more battling and uh, the battling with the other tribes and battling with the slavers and all of those things. No, I think yeah. I think it was very good. It's it's a little long. Um, it does the training sequences are a little slow here and there, but it didn't bother me. Yeah, I mean it was it was there were some montages and, and some of them weren't super fast, but you know it was so you could see more stuff and I don't know. I thought it was fine, man. Uh, the movie's uh, like two hours and fifteen minutes. It's a little bit long, but it it didn't feel too bad seemed like the pacing was pretty good. No, I thought it was very good. It's just some of the training is a little long, but 
I don't. It didn't bother me. I don't think it was a problem. I, I think it was very, very successful movie. So um, on, on on that note, Mike, uh, how many reels? Uh, I'm gonna give this four reels out of five. Well, Mike, I also give it four out of five reels. Wow, disappointing, Matt. I I would have thought you were different. I was going to be different. I walked out of the theater giving it a four and a half. But like I said, I sat down and did some research, and I I didn't drop it down hard, but it you know. It dropped a little bit just because I don't I don't want to say it's misleading, but it can be. Okay. All right. Um well, Matt, uh you we already teased uh, our harvest horror fest coming up this uh next week. Uh make sure everybody enters to win the latest uh movie from Mel Gibson, Bandit. Let's see, what what else do we need to talk about, Matt? Well, Mike, we have the Harvest Horror Fest starting next week because it is now October and we have several weeks of horror films at your choosing and poison micah what is our first horror film uh so we're we're going to take it back a little bit matt it's it's 40 year anniversary and uh we're going to talk about the movie poltergeist back to the year when the bulk of our generation was born that's true. I think this is the year close to being what they call the beginning of the millennial. Uh, they consider my year as well. I think they st- actually started at maybe 1980, but uh, ni- it's like 1980 to like 1990, I think. They call us the geriatric millennials. And so this movie uh, is, uh, you know, it says it's directed by uh, Toby Hooper, but... A lot of people say it was actually directed by Steven Spielberg. So we will talk all about that on next week. Hell of a teaser, Mike. Hell of a teaser. I didn't know it was directed by Steven Spielberg. But again, I'm not a horror buff like you. I'm a horror buff, but I'm a horror buff. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is correct, Matt. So on all those bombshells, I think it's time to let everybody go. No, nope, um, no. Nope. We make- got to plug again. Because only a handful of people have listened. Real Film Nerds episode number 290. When I sit down with Mr. Santos about the uh, Prescott Film Festival. It's happening right now. If you're in Prescott, come out and watch. There's a lot of really good, fun, independent films and workshops. Come and check it out. And the podcast. Yes, I I listened to the podcast because I was not a part of that one. And uh, it was good. It was real good, Matt. Good job. Yeah, we record it in person at the Raven. You can hear everybody clanging dishes and drinking beers in the background on a Thursday night and then we proceeded to keep drinking after the interview so Friday was a doozy <laughs> nice man nice well uh, alright uh, I think that 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 totals up everything so uh, I'm going to let every all our listeners go this time uh, thanks for listening everybody make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and uh, go out there stream a movie or go see a movie in the theater uh, any movie in the theater, they could they could use your help. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. That's Matt Hinshaw's theme song, Damn It Feels Good to Me Me.
on Magic 99.1, Andy Grammer. How you how you doing? That is not my theme song. <laughs> my, my That's theme song, my theme song. <laughs> yeah, my theme song is Slayer Raining Blood. Oh, Slayer Raining Blood. Yep. Never heard it, never will. End of story. Here, you know, I'll no, hum no, a few no, bars for you. It's perfectly okay. okay. Perfectly All right. okay. All right, fine. All right. Uh, Matt's in to talk about the movie The Woman King. Yes, ma'am. Tell me you loved it. I did. You did. It was very good. This is not a DC or a Marvel or any of that crap, right? No, it is not. Okay. It's a historical based on history? Yes, but that's one of the hangups I have with it, and that's what the controversy surrounding it is. Okay. Um, Please share. It's... I, I don't want to get too much into it. I'll put it this way. After I, I didn't do any research on it because I try not to do anything like that on a film. Right. Unless I know and I can't avoid it. Right. But um, after watching, I went and looked up the real tribe that this is based on and all that other stuff. And it is the exact opposite of what the movie is. Are you kidding? Nope. Now, why would they say it's based on history when so it's really it's, not? Yeah, it's based. The tribe is real. The area of Africa is real. Um, everything else is real. But yeah. what the tribe did is the opposite of what they did in the film. Okay. Okay. I'll put it that way. That way, because you don't yes. want to spoil anything. Well, I don't want to get too right. political, I guess is a nice way to put oh, it, because that's okay. why people are just flaming this movie. But you have to understand, and this is my argument that I'm going to use on my podcast with my co-hosts later on today, Okay, is that it is a movie. It is not a biography. Right. It is fiction. Yes. They can play with it and change it as much as they right. want, as long as they don't you know, try and avoid that. Exactly. And that's what they did. And they made a great story. Okay. Great acting. Viola Davis kills it. Oh, she's amazing and everything. The costumes are absolutely incredible. The sets are absolutely incredible. Cinematography. Oh, it's okay. It's not terrible, but it's not earth shattering. Okay. Um, Viola Davis, like I said, is amazing. A uh, huge shout out for uh, Lashana Lynch. She, I don't know a ton about her. I've seen her before, but she was amazing okay. in this film. I really, really liked her. Wow, I'm so happy to hear so, this because when I saw the uh, trailer for it, I thought, now there's a movie I'd like to see. I Finally. recommend you see it. Okay, all right. How many uh, reels are you giving it? Like I said, I dropped it. A little bit. Mm, after, for the cinematography. After, oh, no, after the controversy. No, controversy. surrounding the controversy because okay. I, being a, a history buff. Right, but if you hadn't looked at it, if you hadn't gone yeah. back, the story itself, yeah. you'd give it? A four and a half. Four and a half, but, wow. But I dropped it to a four right. because of the historical facts and the misleading and the people that don't go and look it up and see how it really was. Do you think that that's why? Do you think that's why they had that ending? The ending. Well, I mean, you said because they didn't look it up. They didn't look up the factual. Well, it's point not the it's not the ending. Like the story's fictional. I don't know if there's actually the one. I didn't dive that deep oh, gotcha. into it. Gotcha. It's mostly surrounding the kingdom of the Dahomey, which is what the tribe is, okay. and the king and all that. It's more of what they did as a people. Ah, gotcha. That they really skew. Oh, too bad. All right, yeah. let's see what your mother thinks. Okay. All right, Mahinshaw coming up on magic. Hello. Good morning, Mahinshaw on Magic 99.1. How are ya? Just fine. Sleepy, but fine. Okay, I'm glad you're fine, because we want to hear your thoughts on The Woman King. Oh, I thought it was a fantastic movie. I really liked it. Tell me what you liked about it. Uh, about the, the story was really, really good. Viola Davis was... Amazing. What an amazing actress. She really is. Yes. And uh, no snores. My husband kept awake. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, 
to find out what was going to happen next. Yeah. And uh, I just thought the the entire movie was beautiful and just very good. Oh, that's wonderful. Your son agrees 100%. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 94%. That's pretty good. I heard she, oh, my yeah, mom really oh, likes yes. the murdering, too. Oh, was there some murdering in the movie there, Ma? No, no, oh, no. it wasn't, okay. really. It, it was the uh, relationship between the oops, well... How is it ladies, not murdering? Mom, it's a movie of warriors fighting other warriors. <laughs> well, I know, but there was also other stuff included in there. Okay. Yeah, but okay. what kept Dad awake and you awake is all the murdering. Well, was there nudity? Let's ask that question. <laughs> was there nudity, Ma? Uh, not really. Okay. There was one kind of, uh, you know, where the fellow took off his shirt oh, and okay. everything, but that was about it. All right. So it was an action-packed film with a great story. How many cookies you given it? Oh, four and a half. Four and a half. You guys are right there, neck and neck. See, she can't read either. Oh, sure she can. <laughs> what do you mean? I can't read. E- well, okay. <laughs> Don't listen to him, Ma. Don't listen to him. Thank you so much for uh, reporting for us on what station this morning. 99.1 Magic. See you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Matt, what movie are we reviewing next week? So you know what starts next week? The Horror Extravaganza. Yeah, the Harvest Horror Fest. I don't know which annual one this is. It's our fourth or fifth or something. Okay, all right. And so this year, a little film turns... Or turned, because it came out in June, okay. 40. And so we are kicking it off with the 40th anniversary of Poltergeist. Um, Poltergeist. I remember yeah. seeing that movie for the first time in the theater. You, it was a while then ago. Then you can talk about it. <laughs> Very good. Guys, check out the podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds. Maddie, thanks for coming in. No, thank you, Lisa. You're welcome.